Welcome back, everybody, to the Boys Dynasty Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your co-host, Josh Schaefer, here as always with my other co-host, Sloan Schaefer. Hello. Hey, Sloan. Good to have you here. Good to be back. We took a week off just to recover, recoup from the end of the season. We had a lot happen with Waffle House and... You know, we've had retirings, we've had emails going out. There's been a lot of content despite the the playoffs happening. I feel like a lot of fantasy relevant things have happened. So it's been an exciting period. We're glad to be back talking to you. How are you doing, Sloan? How was your week off? I'm doing well. Uh, yeah, it was just a good refresher. Um, going into the off season, clearly not as much going on uh, as the regular season, but this is a dynasty league and you constantly have to be, uh, you know, on your game and reading the news and making waiver claims and all that fun stuff. Yeah. Speaking of waiver claims, I know you had a, we had a retirement happen this week. Uh, one of the, uh, the greatest quarterback of all time, Tom Brady retired this week, ripped to the goat. I was actually pretty sad, honestly. When the news came out, I was actually sad. Yeah. I, I think it's something that everybody saw coming. So it wasn't like that big of a surprise, even before like Schefter, you know, pre-leaked it or whatever. But I mean, honestly, I was was I was a little surprised he played this last season and he just didn't go out on top after the yeah. Super Bowl. So I I thought it was overdue, honestly. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like he's still so good and he was so great when he played and he was a Patriot and, you know, it was just, ugh. it's sad. It's like, honestly, like the end of my, I feel like it's kind of the end of my like childhood love for football. You know, maybe you, I mean, obviously you're not a Pats fan, but it is, it was like a strong connection to your childhood for sports, I think. Yeah, I mean, how old were we when Tom Brady started five five or six yeah yeah Tom Brady is the reason I became a Patriots fan like that's it that's the only reason I love Tom Brady he's okay he seems like an okay person he doesn't seem too mean or anything so I think that's good no big scandals or anything I mean yeah no I'm not gonna comment on his personal life but he, he seems like an okay guy I think he is probably one of the best of us um, I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> I can imagine that he would not be a fun person to have a beer with is all I can say. Yeah. I feel like he'd be a little uptight, you know, you, you think he'd get better now that he's retired and he doesn't have to keep his body as in good of a shape as he did. So yeah, maybe you share water with him, you know? Right. Like, hey, I feel like though, once LeBron James retires, like the childhood connection to sports though, is kind of like, now I have like adult fanhood. I feel like that's been a tough transition for me to become an adult fan of sports. Like, yeah. you know, cause I just had that passion for it as a kid, even with Purdue basketball, just like coming out of college, I still love it obviously, but I get kind of annoyed with how long it takes for stuff to happen. You know, like there's I, not just that love to sit down and watch a game. I think when the stars start to get older than you, that's when it kind of, or younger than you, I think that's when it kind of changes. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I've heard Bill Simmons talk about this a lot, that you just never have the, the passion you have for sports, like as a early, early twenties, late teens, 
I mean, even in your mid twenties, you're probably still relatively passionate about it, but you'll never feel the connection. And I feel like that's what's tough about Tom Brady retiring for me is it's like, you know, I love the Pats and the Pats were Tom Brady for so long. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, I, I'm obviously still a Pats fan. I'm not going to be one of those people who changes teams. And I wouldn't, honestly, I would be confident enough to change teams. Like I don't, I don't fucking care what other people think. I will change teams if I want to. Um, But it's still tough to be like, okay, there's this new team. Belichick's, you know, getting old. Like it just, I don't know. I, I don't, you know, none of my friends are big Patriots fans. So it's just kind of me on Patriot Island out there with Brian kind of half-assing it between the Patriots and the Colts. Yeah, but it, it is weird that two guys in the group from Central Indiana are Patriots fans. Two guys that grew up in the Peyton Manning era. That's how you know how good Tom Brady was. That's how you know how bad your parents were for not forcing you to be Colts fans. <laughs> like, damn, we grew up with this, like, the second greatest quarterback of the era, right? Peyton Manning. And yeah. I'm, I was like, I how, how did I not pick Peyton Manning? It would have been so much. I would have, honestly, my life would be better if I was a Colts fan. It would be so much more fun. Like all my friends are Colts fans. You know, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't even care about the Colts winning or losing anymore. I know we're not even talking about fantasy football. This is just more of a venting session for me on yeah the Brady retirement. It's so. the off season. Yeah, fuck it. Just, we just, talk about whatever we want to. Yeah. yeah, this is what we have to do. Dylan's like 1.8 speed right now. He's like, <laughs> let's get to the real breakdown of sports. But yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about who had Tom Brady on their roster. Yeah, this team is looking grim. <laughs> grim. Uh, Matt Kinney now stuck with starting two quarterbacks that are starting. Lamar Jackson, consistently out for one or two games a year, at least. And Daniel Jones, also quite an injury history. I mean, Daniel Daniel Jones has never played 16 games. And now these are your only two quarterbacks, and you're picking at 1.8? This is scary times for Matt Kitty. In in not the best draft class as well. So, yeah. Yeah. The only saving grace for Matt is I think there's a chance that at least a quarterback falls to 1.8. Whereas I think in a lot of other drafts, like there wouldn't even be a quarterback available of, of, of decent quality at you that think, point in the draft. You think a starting quarterback is going to drop to 1.8? No, I probably not. I don't either. There'll be a backup quarterback that like maybe would have a year under the belt, but it would maybe be like a Malik Willis maybe mm-hmm. a Desmond Ritter. I don't know if either of those guys would start immediately, but I think the starting quarterbacks will get taken earlier. So it's probably more likely to be somebody who's sitting on the bench. Yeah. I think this is a good opportunity to talk about starting quarterbacks for next season and how everyone's roster is looking um, because there's going to be a lot of change with everyone's rosters. And you, we can look back at waivers this past week with Austin picking up Trask and Gabbert uh, trying to, you know, bet that one of those two is going to be starting in Tampa Bay. Um, but with Big Ben retiring as well, I mean, I picked up Mason Rudolph in hopes that he would start. I still think there's uh, more than, you know, more likely than not, he will start, but there's still a good chance that he might not. They might draft someone or they might get someone to go there through free agency or even trade for somebody. But I think there is a lot of 
there's going to be a lot of change, or at least a good amount of change at the quarterback position throughout the league. Yeah, I mean, you had starters like Teddy Bridgewater, Jimmy Garoppolo, Baker Mayfield, Jared Goff, you know, Big Ben retires, Tom Brady retires, Tyrod Taylor was a starter last year. Mm-hmm. Ryan Tannehill had a super funky playoffs. I don't know what's going to go on there. Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers, like there's so much QB turnover that's going to happen this offseason. Yeah, Jameis is a free agent too. Yeah. And the whole New Orleans Saints situation with getting a new head coach as well. I mean, it's going to be, who knows what's going to happen down there. Yeah. I mean, if I was Matt right now, I would be like, I would be pretty stressed out. Like, I don't know. He hasn't sent me any uh, feeler trades for quarterbacks, which, you Mm -hmm. know, nobody seems that excited about Davis Mills, which is honestly pretty surprising to me because I think he's way more likely to be a starting quarterback next year than like a lot of these other guys. Like, are you more confident that, Baker Mayfield starts next year or Davis Mills. I Baker Mayfield hundred percent. Really? Yeah. I feel like they've already announced him as the starter. Well, he's a free agent. They don't Is have he? to sign him. Yeah. Oh, he's, well. his, this was his year for an extension and they are for uh yeah, I think he's a free agent this year. So if yeah, he doesn't get a contract, he's not starting. That's definitely something I need to be looking into more is actual contracts, these players. Um, but I've just been hoarding quarterbacks. Yeah. You have quite a few. I mean, I, I, I would be shocked if you don't have two starting quarterbacks next year. You should well, have, have two. I mean, Kirk and Goff are guaranteed starters, you would think. Um, and then I got uh, Darnold. I'm pretty sure Darnold is, was announced, announced as the starter. Um, yeah, I'm looking at his little latest news on mm-hmm. the app. So that's cool. Rudolph could start. I I know you don't think Drew Locke is going to start, but I think he might for Denver. But they'll draft a quarterback before he starts. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, you're in a much better spot though than a team like Matt or a team like Austin. I mean, both banking. I mean, Austin starters right now: Stafford and Tannehill, two good starters. But Mm -hmm. you've got to have three quarterbacks. Like you have to have three quarterbacks in this league, or else you are in deep trouble. Yeah, Keenum is probably not going to be the guy that he wants to rely on as his bench quarterback. No, and no way. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's fun. It is fun. I mean, I, this is why I'm glad we didn't switch to Superflex because it would have been like, you know, it's kind of a big deal when your quarterback retires. You're like, oh, I, I kind of want to get one. But now that we're in a true two QB, like Matt has to have another quarterback this off season. He cannot go into the off season without one. Right. And I'm, I'm trying to pull up the roster view just to see number of quarterbacks that everyone has. Um, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, Josh, you have six. Colin has five. Mike has six. Matt has Matt has four now. Dylan has technically four. One being Deshaun Watson. Brian has four. One of them's Ryan Fitzpatrick. On Good has five. One of them's Cam Newton. Austin has five. Two, you know, one of them being Trask and Gabbert, or you know, one being Trask, one being Gabbert, and uh, Case Keenum. Yeah. And then yeah. Tommy has six. 
I mean, yeah, from as well. I mean, so the, there are some teams that are hurting. Brian, yeah. I'd specifically Brian has Mac Jones, Taylor Heineke, Fitzpatrick, and Mond. Yeah, it's bad. Some, I think uh, Brian it might is be in a worse situation. Yeah, Brian. Brian. I, the the thing about Brian though is you know he's going to take at least two quarterbacks. Yeah, he's kind of tied to doing that. I mean, yeah. What are you going to do in the future if you don't draft someone or trade for someone? Yeah, I mean, that's not fun. No, um, I mean it's it's tough. I think Dylan could be in a bad situation. I wonder if he can hear me through the wall right now. Um, <laughs> he has Josh Allen, great quarterback, and then he has Wentz, which. You know, I don't know what's going to happen to him. Uh, and then he has Garoppolo, who is likely to be moved from San Francisco. And then he still has Deshaun Watson, which could pan out, but yeah, maybe not. I'm less concerned about Dylan. I think Dill's team will be fine. I think Garoppolo starts somewhere. As long as Frank Reich is the head coach, I'll be surprised if Carson Wentz doesn't start. They're bonded by the Bible, those two are. They yeah. love they love each other very much. Like I have you, have you watched the hard knocks of the Colts, the in season hard knocks? I did? haven't watched in any, any of the hard knocks episodes. Ah, they did an in season special of the Colts. This oh season. yeah. No, I, you didn't see my message about when I saw them filming at the zoo. Oh yeah. I forgot about yeah. that. That was cool. So that was the only hard knocks I saw this season. Yeah. Well, the whole, there was like a 40 minute thing about how much Frank Reich loves Carson Wentz in mm. the first episode of that so not good for the future of the colts not good for the future of the colts indeed um this is why i'm glad i'm not a colts fan because being a fan of carson wentz would be that would be tough that would be that would be sad yeah be a carson wentz fan. it's not the best yeah well i mean it's been uh it's been an interesting offseason. It'll be, I mean, some of these, the you know, this is how you can tell how deep it is. Every team has at least four or five quarterbacks. You know, that's like, there's probably 40 to 45 quarterbacks rostered in our league. Mm-hmm. There's only 32 starters, right? So think about how many, and that's not including the rookies. So once the rookie class comes in, there'll probably be nearly 50 quarterbacks rostered in our league. Just somebody praying that they have a starter. <laughs> I think this is where, like, even in the draft and throughout the regular season, I don't think we really understood, like, come the offseason, what it would be like to try and, like, get a quarterback. Because, you know, even when somebody like Davis Mills started starting, nobody went to pick him up. Nobody, like, is picking up a lot of backup quarterbacks. Like, Mm -hmm. it is is a wasteland. Yeah, being in the offseason now – it seems like there's maybe more turnover or maybe more uncertainty with quarterbacks going into next season than there is with any other position. Yeah. Right. Cause there's totally. only, there's only 32 starting quarterbacks, but there's um, you know, there's a lot of starting wide receivers. And even if you're not a starting running back, there's still running backs who don't start that get a lot of usage. Um, so yeah. And it, it, yeah, just being in a two quarterback league, I just, Looking at some of these teams, some of them are going going to have a hard time. Yeah, it's going to be. It would be really stressful to not have a second quarterback right now. I mean, I, I mean, I think Matt Matt's team is in the worst shape because you have Daniel Jones and Lamar Jackson, and you're picking one point eight, so you're not going to have a quarterback there. I think he might end up regretting that trade to move back two spots because Austin needs a quarterback and like. 
I I've said many times, like there's a chance I take a quarterback in this draft if the right mm-hmm. one's available. So, you know, the odds, both Austin and I go QB, he might get a good position player, but I just feel like nobody wants to give up good quarterbacks in our league. Like it does not happen. People do not trade their good quarterbacks unless they're getting a good one in return. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Matt has four quarterbacks. Two of them will, will be starters next season. You would think with Lamar Jackson and Dan Jones. Yeah. And Dan Jones, it's like, if he starts playing bad, there's yeah. like a very real world in which he gets benched. Like that's, that's really scary. And, and he, you know, Fortunately, he traded away Eckler, so his team's a little bit younger now, but I don't know. That's kind of an older team, in my opinion. Still got Cordero. I think there's uh, potential trouble. I mean, I don't know. When you look at his starting lineup now outside of Cordero, it's it's super young. Um, not a lot of, of great youth on the bench. You know, Van Jefferson's looking good, Josh Palmer, but... Mm-hmm. He's, he's done some good work. I, you know, been fortunate with AJ Brown kind of coming back a little bit stronger. Now some rumors that Aaron Rodgers might be going to Tennessee right. and circulating. So it's been exciting to, to see what has happened. Like the off season hasn't even started yet. That's the crazy part. Like it's wild to see what has gone. Yeah. On. So walk me through that timeline in terms of how the NFL does it. Is it right after the Super Bowl ends that moves will be made, or is there a little waiting period until things start? I can't remember. Uh, I don't. I don't know exactly when the. I'm looking up when the NFL draft is for 2022. Late, I think it's late in April, April, right? Yeah. yeah. Um. So I. I mean, I think. I. I think teams can start making moves. Before then, I, I think as soon as the Super Bowl is over, that's when the, the market opens back up. I'm not entirely sure on this. I'm just kind of going on a gut thing. And but that's why people listen to this podcast. Not for me. It's determined <laughs> when free agency opens for the NFL. Right. I mean, it's got to be after the Super Bowl is over. Oh, well, yeah. I just didn't Maybe know it's after like the Pro way. Bowl. I don't know. Let me see when free agency starts. Yeah, you, you get that. Um, but I think what do they call it? Black Monday usually. March sixteenth is when free agency starts. Oh, cool. So about well, a that'll month be fun. So right in the middle of uh, right at the beginning of the, or the end of the Big Ten tournament, right? Yeah, yeah. Sweet. It'll be exciting. I mean, the the league has gotten pretty dead. I feel like you know I I have I've tried to make some trades, but I think everybody is just kind of waiting to see what ends up happening for the regular season before they move anyone. Yeah, it seems like it's all settled right now, and there just needs to be someone moving and someone doing something, and then things will change, and there's just none of that yet. Yeah, yeah. I just – nobody wants to take a risk on a good player. It's a weird time to trade picks because the rookie the NFL draft hasn't happened, so it's a very quiet time on our league. Before the podcast started, you were talking about how you put some feelers out there. Are you willing to volunteer who you've been talking about on your on this podcast, or do you want to keep it secret? Um, I can give a little bit of insight, I, and it it's exactly related to what we were talking about earlier with the quarterbacks. Um, I'm just feeling around, seeing maybe if I could get some value in someone who might not be a lock as a starter, um, but you know, I'm trying to buy low, sell high, basically. Yeah. 
people are scared right now. I mean, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, I texted someone today and they didn't even reply. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, and, it, and it's someone who I know, you know, <laughs> has checked their phone <laughs> since then. So, <laughs> so yeah. It, yeah. It's scary. I mean, like, why would you want to trade for a player like Jared Goff right now when, like, if Jared Goff is named the starter for next year, like, bam. I'm that's very probably, high. Yeah. That's good trade I'm, value for him. I'm very high on Jared Goff right now. Wow. I know he'll be the starter. His coach loves him. And he had a hot end of the season. Dan Campbell does not love Jared Goff. He loves Jared Goff. He loves him? Yes. <sighs> Sean McVay didn't. So well, I don't think Dan Campbell does, Sloan. I'm not sure about that. I think Goff is going to make a comeback. He's on a tough team to do it. I mean, the Lions are super bad. So. Well, I don't need him to make the playoffs. I need him to score fantasy points. Yeah. So. Well, he's not very good at that either. <laughs> <laughs> What's his best finish ever? I'm looking it up right now. Uh, I think he had some big ones ever, like going back other six. Seasons. He finished six uh, in 2018. Yeah. yeah, well, that's not bad. He's better. a pocket passer, so you he's know, young. He only, yeah, he's he's so young. <laughs> 27. That's young enough. He'll at least be a backup somewhere. <laughs> he's like, gonna start. <laughs> I'm telling you, he's going to start. I'll have at least three, maybe four. I'll probably have at least four starting quarterbacks on my roster. Yeah, I would. I'll, I'll bet you money on that. I'll bet you five dollars that you will not have that you will have one. less than four starting court. Uh, that you will have, yeah, less than four. Week one. Let me look at your team. I'll have four, man. Kirk, Goff, Baker, and. Darnold, at least, and then maybe Rudolph. I might have five. I think that was my goal towards the end of the season, was find guys who are going to start next season and then, you know, hoard them so players or managers like Matt can't get them. Hmm. A little defensive strategy. I don't know. We'll see. I doubt it's – I think it might be less than four. I don't don't feel super confident about Darnold or Baker. As long as I – if I have two week one, I'm happy, man. And then I can make moves for a third. So yeah, that's true. You and Matt and Brian and yep. <laughs> Austin, everybody is making moves for a third quarterback. Uh, yeah. You'll be like, I wish I had Mitch Trubisky on my team. Jeez. He's not looking to start anywhere, right? Yeah, he is. Where? Well, he's Buffalo's backup right now. And he did play for Matt Nagy. So, you know, that well, was where's Nagy. He just got fired. Well, yeah, Chicago. I know that. Well, why the heck does that? Why does that? Well, help? he's bad. Nagy's bad. So I think it'll be, it'll maybe be uh, like a similar to Sam Darnold situation where people will be like, oh, is Mr. Bisky actually really bad? Or was he just playing with a really bad coach? So that's kind of the hope there. But maybe. Yeah. We'll There's going to be a lot of openings. So. Maybe a team like Pittsburgh. I mean, if you're Pittsburgh, would you? I would rather have Mitch Trubisky than Mason Rudolph. Um, I don't know what their game plan is, but I think – I don't know. I, I think at this point you don't really care about this upcoming season. Like, I doubt they're expecting themselves to make the playoffs. I think you just – you and especially with how weak the quarterback class is for the draft, I think you just throw in Rudolph in there and just 
see what happens and then hopefully get a decent draft pick for a quarterback next season. Yeah. I mean, we know what happens when Mason Rudolph starts and it's not a good, it's baller. never good. He's, a he's so bad. He had a starting year already. I think that's the toughest part about me believing that he'll be able to is he had a season where he started 10 games and he was horrible. He did. Yeah. When was that? 2019. No way. Yeah. He started 10 games. Yeah. He wasn't that good. Probably threw four picks no. in one game. Not good. That's that was the good. second year. Maybe he's gotten better. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, when, and I think something that he had said about it was when you go into preparation for the week as when you know that you're going to be the starter, it might be a little different, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Well, cool. I think we've covered the retirement uh, quarterback situation. I'd love to spend a little bit of time talking about Brian's tight end rankings that he sent out. I'm sure you've spent a lot of time studying them. You had to scroll down pretty far to find your name. So you might've actually spent some more time looking at this one than prior ones. Yeah, I'm trying to figure this out. When did he, this was on January 24th, January 24th must've been one I didn't save. Wow. I must've not liked it. You were seventh on the list. That's not 10th. No, it's not. And honestly, I think he should be seventh. I mean, I don't think Gronk, I think Gronk is going to retire now. That mm-hmm. Brady has retired. No, I am. I am surprised that I haven't dropped him yet. I mean, he hasn't retired yet, so you definitely shouldn't drop him. Like Matt hasn't even dropped Tom Brady yet. Right. You said he said this on the twenty fourth. Yeah. Okay. I Let think one thing we, to me. Me. we messed up. Oh, I found our... it. Okay. Good. I think one. I was thinking about this today. One thing we messed up with in our league. And we didn't cover in the rules call, and we definitely should have done it. Was how to handle retired players. Like, if a player says they're retiring, can you, like, I think you should be able to drop them. And if they come out of retirement, you have the first dibs to pick them back up. Because it is like a weird thing where now Matt is like clogged with Tom Brady. You obviously don't want to drop him until you're totally certain that he's retiring. But didn't he announce it? He did, but you never know. Like, how many times did Brett Favre announce he was retiring? Yeah. Right? Everybody says it and then wants to come back and play. So what's the situation if we don't give that person first priority? Then it it would just be a waiver. Yeah, which would be really stupid, right? Like, it would be dumb if Tom Brady was available on waivers. Yeah. I mean, I think we can look and see what other leagues do and then maybe adjust based on what we figure out. I don't know. That's not something I've thought about, but yeah. something I should bring up in the group because I do think it's worth like saying, hey, you can drop a retired player. Like your job as a fantasy football manager should not be to determine whether or not a player will come in and in or out of retirement. Like I agree with that. Yeah. That's too much. I think most people would, if not everyone, would agree that the person should have, you know, first priority before waivers. Yeah. Because you don't want a good player that good, like on waivers. Like, that totally is. But let's think about it. If someone is retiring and then they come back, how good are they going to be in a fantasy sense? If Tom Brady came back, I bet you would like, there would be people who would trade a late first round pick if you knew he signed a two year deal. He might be the only player that I would do that for. Like, I, that I would actually care to have back. Even if Big Ben came back and you knew he was going to be the starting quarterback, like, yeah. 
you would I be like, I would put all of my fab on Big Ben to if I knew I would have another starter. Okay. It's mas- it's mostly a quarterback thing. I don't think anybody is like, you know, oh, I hope. Right. No, whatever. Yeah. No, that's something. Yeah. Gurley, definitely bring it really, up. And... I really want Todd Gurley back on right. my roster. But oh well. But yeah, I think on the uh, on the topic of the the tight end situation, do you remember reading this mail and having any thoughts on it? It's been a it's been a couple of weeks, you know, I've been off the air for a while. So this I one, I, I actually think I looked into it more than the other ones. And I, I don't know why, but um, I mean, it's the tight ends are so weird in fantasy football because it seems like there's really good ones at the top. And then everyone else is really mediocre. Um, Colin clearly number one, I mean, he's great tight ends and, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I I don't know too much about tight ends. I think Matt maybe like you look at some of these rosters. Colin has three. Two of them are definitely top five, maybe even top three tight ends with Darren Waller and Travis Kelsey. And then you sort of go down, like you see Tommy with one tight end, but he's fourth, and that's because Kittle you know, had a decent season, especially in the last few weeks to help Tommy get that push to the championship. Um, and then Mike has how many five. Yeah. It's just, it's weird because there's a big difference in the amount of tight ends that teams have rostered, but it doesn't seem to matter because one good tight end. I mean, that can push you up the rankings. I don't know. It, it, what do you think about it? I think it's like all that matters is who's your best tight end. You know, yeah, it's not a position where depth really matters. I mean, you know, at tight end, like 10, there's like 30 to 40 wide receivers that would be the same as like tight end 10. So it doesn't really matter that much to me. Honestly, I would put Dylan's team as number one. I think Kyle Pitts is like one of the best dynasty assets for tight end. The only okay. risk to him is that if he like signs a contract as a wide receiver and then his position changes and he would still be like a top 15 wide receiver, probably um, he's so good. Like he's, he's really young. He's had a pretty good rookie year. I think it's only up from there. I personally think Mike's team has a lot of fine wide receivers that tight could our tight ends, yeah. That could be good for somebody like Austin, maybe Brian. I don't know. I, I just like Mike just needs one of them to be a top five, but and I think that's why he's holding all of them. Not because he loves having tight end depth, but you know, it, it's hard when there's only 10 starting position and nope. I mean, Tommy doesn't even have a second tight end, and it doesn't right. really matter. Like he'll pick up uh a Tyler Conklin or whatever, if George Kittle is on by or out for a week, it's not, it doesn't really matter that much. It's like, I think with the tight end, you're hoping that they could have three or four weeks where they really pop off. And and those would be a difference maker for you. I don't think they're that important of a position to have. So I think Mike is honestly a little overrated. I would probably put him maybe just ahead of Brian 
I think I might rather have Dallas Goddard than like as a, as a starting tight end. I think he is better than any of the tight ends on Mike's team. And I think Mike Kosicki is better than any of them as well. Maybe in three or four years, they might be better, but I don't know. I think Mike's a little overrated in this list personally. Yeah. What do you think about Austin's team at the bottom? Number 10. It was a super weird year for Dawson Knox. I mean, he looked like I, it was a great pickup. Um, and Austin's like super lucky that he got him because he did only have Gerald Everett at one point. Um, you know, Dawson Knox, I think he's a fine tight end to have. I think he could do to trade for one more, maybe one of Mike's prospects just as like a potential player. Cause I don't know how much better Dawson Knox will get. Um, you know, I feel like with Gabe Davis coming along, there's, there's only less targets to be had for him. So I think 10th is appropriate spot for him. I honestly think between him and Brian, it's kind of a toss up. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Dalton Schultz is a free agent this year and I don't think he'll resign with Dallas. Um, and so if Dalton Schultz signs with a really shitty team, then I'd rather have Dawson Knox over Dalton Schultz. And I don't really care about Brevin Jordan, Trey McKitty. I've never even heard of Trey McKitty on Brian's team. I've never heard of that player before. Well, that is, that's a first for this podcast. I know. I think. <laughs> yeah. Even Brevin Jordan, I've heard of him. So, yeah, cause I don't know half of these guys. Yeah. Hey, you have Foster Moreau. That's kind of like a, like a young trendy ad for you. Oh yeah. No, I, I think I'm very set up for the next few seasons with tight end with Gasicki and, and Moreau. I really like having both of those guys. Yeah. I think it's, it's all you need. Two tight ends, one to stream. Or maybe even just you have one that you're just like, this is a young prospect I hope works out. Like not even right. that you would actually stream them. So I think you're in a really good position. I like your team. Thank you, Josh. Yeah. I like your team overall. I think you have such – I think you have really good top, top end talent, which is I'm, what matters. I'm telling you, I think I should be number one in the power rankings. I really, really genuinely feel that. I think I – Devonte Adams is a free agent, so it'll yeah. be interesting to see what happens with him. And if you're, I mean, there's just nothing to indicate that your running backs will stay healthy. So, but I feel so good at running back. It's hard to assume. I mean, Fournette is a free agent now, and why would he? Why would Tampa Bay resign him now and that that's Tom Brady's fine. not there? I think I still think Fournette is going to be a starter somewhere. McCaffrey will be fine. Dalvin Cook will be fine. And then I have Chase Edmonds, who will hopefully add some value. And then I'm really feeling good about Ramondre Stevenson. I know he's a New England running back, but I still think he's going to be able to produce. I mean, Damian Harris is still there. He's I still know. good. Yeah, that's true. The, and, and Ramondre was definitely hit or miss last season. I mean, he had a, he had a couple 20-point games, which is cool, but – yeah. yeah, you want consistency at those positions. You need consistency at those positions. Yeah, you do. It'll be interesting to see what Brian's preseason power rankings look like. Um, but I liked reading his tight end rankings. I thought they were they were good. It's a, it's a position to me that's just kind of like whatever, unless you have like a Travis Kelsey or a Kittle, a Kyle Pitts. Mm-hmm. You know, it's there's top end talent, and there's absolutely no reason to trade it away if you have it, unless you're getting it in return. So it's kind of like, like Mike has four great tight ends. He's not going to get a great tight end back for like 
you're not going to get a great tight end back, even if you trade all four of them. Like nobody wants mid-tier tight ends. There's yeah, plenty available. That's a position. I think that and quarterback is a really hard position to trade to a different tier. Yes, totally. Yeah. It is so hard to move up a tier at quarterback. Like yeah, nobody to wants give to give up them. a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I've been people I've earlier on I was talking trades for Burrow and Murray, and it's like I'm like, I don't even know if I want to move down to somebody like Dak, you know, like they're just so young. It's like, why mm-hmm. would I this is the only position on my team I feel very confident about right now. Why would I want to do it? Yeah. I think when you have those positions locked down, it's like, why would I like, this is already, this is what I wanted. This is my goal. Now it's just a matter of trying to negotiate that same level of skill in other positions. Exactly. Which is really fun to try to do. Yeah, it is. I'm looking forward to trades getting a bit more active. I'm, I personally stopped looking into them. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's just too exhausting for me. And there's nobody who I'm like super confident in. There's just no clarity right now. And it doesn't even make sense to trade because you have no clarity about your players. The other team doesn't have clarity about their players. Just Which can help, time. but that can yeah. help though. It, it can help you get value or it can really mess you up. Yeah, totally. Which is what I'm trying to do. I'm, you know, I'm trying to take a little bit of risk. Yeah. Cause it might pan out, but probably like not because I'm not that good, but anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we've done a good job covering the tight end rankings. I, I don't know if we had any other fantasy football topics we really wanted to go over today. There was the mock draft 3.0, mm-hmm. not a whole lot of changes. I know you're not a big draft guy, so I don't know if it's really worth our time at this point to get into covering. Um, any other football related topics you wanted to come over? I know we have boys weekend on the agenda. The planning is happening. Talk a little bit about where we're going, what we're thinking for the audience, maybe get some feedback. Um, well, I think that could be a good time to do the draft, the rookie draft. Yeah. Hmm. I think in person would be a lot of fun. I think it would be a lot of fun. The only, I mean, who's not in the league? Who would be there? Tanner, Tanner, Adam, Zach. Yeah. And I don't know if Zach will even come this year. So it would probably just be Tanner and Adam. Right, and they're the best buds, so they can just hang out and do something yeah, else. Yeah, that's true. They do love hanging out with each other. Yeah. So good. Yeah, honestly, Adam Adam might have moved up a few slots on the uh, boys' power rankings for Tanner after last last boys' weekend. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but hey, Tanner did uh, he did vote in the poll already? He did. He did yeah. vote in the poll every yeah. weekend. Voted every weekend. I think he's coming back around to us. It'll just take him a year yeah, for after sure. this last year. I can't believe we're already only like six months away. It's crazy that Boys Weekend happened six months ago. Mm-hmm. It is, yeah. I, I think back to Boys Weekend 20, what was it, 2020 when we were in Lake Lemon. Uh, I wasn't there. Just, oh, you weren't there. Well, could have been there. Um, nope. <laughs> uh, and just like that felt more recent than Boys Weekend 2021 for for some reason. Interesting. Yeah, because I was I like, think, oh yeah, Zach was just there last year, but no, he was there two two Boys Weekends ago. I think it was. I think doing it in Indianapolis, even though we had a cool place, I just think being that close, it doesn't really feel like a. It doesn't feel the same. I think that's I agree. a big part of it. We got to get out of town. We got to even if it's like just a little bit out of town. 
which is why I, we're thinking potentially Louisville this year. What are your Louisville thoughts on Louisville? Fine. Didn't you go there I'll, this weekend? I'll be there this upcoming weekend. Oh, okay. Um, and I, yeah, I see no problem with it. I think going to yeah, different place and yeah, just doing something different. Yeah. And I know that's what most of the boys want is something a little different than what we've been doing the past, what, three years. So yeah, I think it's a great idea. I mean, it's crazy that we've already been doing it for three years. Like we've been out of school, all of us for three years. That's pretty wild. Except for Zach. Sorry, Zach. Well, Tommy, wait, what? Yeah. I think we've all been out of school for about three years. I guess you and Tommy would be coming up on three years. I have grad. I graduated over three years ago. I guess Tommy's coming up on three years. I graduated. graduated in December. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Why'd you say but, Zach? Because Zach's still in school, isn't he? Didn't he go back to school? Well, yeah. So did I. Oh yeah, I forgot. You're in school. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've been graduated from undergrad for all about three years. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean it's. Uh, yeah, it's whatever. What are your thoughts on Louisville versus Chicago or like a Lake Michigan? I feel like Louisville has a lot of wonderful options from what I looked at, but I haven't looked at either of those other places. I think Lake Michigan would be awesome. I think it would be really fun, but I think it would be super hard to find a place. Yeah. I think Chicago is not the vibe we're looking for. I think Louisville would probably have more options like with what we're trying to do. Yeah. Um, just, I mean, we don't need a super nice Airbnb. And I, I think last year we figured that out. We just need some place that's big enough for all of us, comfortable and has a little character to it already. Yeah, exactly. I agree. There's a lot of character in Louisville. I was honestly shocked at all. Like there's some really cool historic places in Louisville. Um, I think one thing that'd be really cool would be to have a pool. Mm-hmm. I think having a pool would be a ton of fun. Yeah, so we can find one of the boys just passed out on a raft. Yes, in the on a raft. Okay, I was nice. one, I was worried where you nope, were going. Not dead. <laughs> yeah, Everybody will like, be fine. <laughs> uh, that not why I went in the pool, but nope. um, but yeah, I think it. I think it'll be fun to go somewhere else. I mean, it'll be cool because we'll have that. You know, people have weddings around the corner. We'll be getting together a lot this year. I think there'll yeah. be a lot of community time spent. It'll be On Goods First Boys Weekend, which will be fun. Yeah. On Goods First Boys Weekend. I forgot about that. That's yeah. exciting. I'm saying we'll need to schedule some onboarding for him and make sure that <laughs> he, you know, knows what it's all about. You know, we want to make a good impression, though. We don't want him to go to Boys Weekend for the first time and just think it's like, uh, you know, we're growing up, right? We're getting older. We're, we can do cooler things. So That's true. I will say the reason that we have Boys Weekend is to provide an outlet to us because we are adults and sometimes we need to just decompress and that's what this weekend's for. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. What stays at Boys Weekend or what happens at Boys Weekend stays at Boys Weekend. Not really. Not really. I tell Louise what happens. Yeah, I tell Becca everything. Yeah. Well... It's going to be fun either way. I'm glad we have somebody new joining us this year. I always feel like the more people that are there, the more fun it is anyway. So definitely. And I don't get to see Anga that often. So very selfishly, I'm very glad he'll be there. Yeah. I haven't seen him since, uh, you know, being at Purdue. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I've seen him since then, but yeah, I think the last time I saw him was right before COVID started. 
So it's been a couple Good. of years. I've talked to him, but yeah. Yeah, I think cool. it'll be a blast. I'm really looking forward to it. Me too. I'm excited. Well, awesome. I think we've we've covered it. Anything else on your on your agenda for tonight? I'm all good, Josh. Ah, it's good to catch up. Good to be back. Honestly, coming into this, I was a little like, ah, you know, I don't really want to film this. But once I got yeah. talking about Tom Brady and retirement <sighs> and the rankings, the energy is back. I'm excited to be back. You think we'll keep up probably in every other week cadence? I feel like that's a healthy, or do you want to go back to weekly? I think every other week is probably the best we can do as of right now. Maybe after the draft and once free agency starts, it might change, but I think every other week is probably the schedule we'll be on. Yeah, I think so too. Gives us plenty of time to cover stuff, see what happens. I feel like if we're doing weekly content, we're like, you know, trying to pull stuff together. Nobody wants to hear about it. So I think it's a good cadence. I think uh, in our off weeks, we'll focus on how to make the podcast better for next season. Maybe get an intro going. I need some uke in my life. I need you to have a ukulele intro. Okay. I'll write that down. I'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. We had the one Christmas intro. And and since then, I've I've been getting feedback that people are wanting an intro. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll give the people what they want. (laughs) Awesome. Well, cool. Good to catch up, Sloan. Good to talk fantasy. Yep. Looking forward to talking in a couple of weeks. Yep. You too, man. God bless everyone. See you guys. Bye.